Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today in the show, I have a very good friend of mine, uh, my special guest. We're going to be talking about self-care. So ladies, it's time to listen up because it's time for us to start taking better care of ourselves. My special guest is going to tell us all about that. But before I introduce her, I just want to remind you that once the show is over, don't forget to click the link below this video so you can download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So please help me introduce my very special friend, Cynthia James. How are you, Cynthia? <laughs> so great to have you here. Um, now, uh, we're, we are talking about self-care for women. Now, there seems to be, <laughs> what is it about us that, that that we put everyone else first and don't seem to be able to look after ourselves? What do you think is the phenomenon behind that? Well, you know what? It's actually the way that we are have been taught um, to put others first. You know, until the early 1900s, you know, we really were really property. And so we've been made to feel guilty if we take care of ourselves first. We've been made to feel that um, that we lower the vibration of our families and our environments if we take care of ourselves first. But the truth is, it's the flip side. If we take care of ourselves first, we lift the vibration of our lives, our families, our relationships. And it's a hard one to learn because we've taught people how to dance with us. We've taught people how to be with us. And they expect that we will put them first. Yeah. Because, you know, I think it's a, the thing too, like what we do know is that we bring in with us into this lifetime in our DNA a lot of our, you know, programs and behaviour styles and uh, from three generations back. So mm -hmm. I can see how we kind of we, we kind of bring this in. So so what got you interested in really being like an advocate for women to, to take better care of ourselves? Well, you know, it's interesting because I come from five generations of women who were abused and traumatized and had no concept of self-care. And um, the whole thing about historical trauma being in your body is true. Hmm. And I, at one point I thought, you know, I do not want to continue this pattern for my children. And so I better learn how to love myself. I better learn how to take care of myself and how to honor myself. And so I started this journey of education. I went through a spiritual psychology master's program. I did all of this stuff. And then I, I started noticing that people started coming to me. Women started coming to me saying, okay, I want to know how to do that because I want to make a difference, but I'm not making a difference now because I'm stuck in my mind and I'm stuck by taking care of other people. Right. And so, um, and so where, where, like, where do women even start? Like, especially if, it's, if there's someone watching the show right now that goes, you know, well, well, I'm a mother first, you know, and, and I'm a wife um, and I'm a caretaker and I'm all these kind of things. Like, well, how do I even start looking after myself? Or where do I begin? Well, you know, the first thing, you know, uh, for me, the first place is some kind of a practice, whether it's a spiritual practice of meditation or whatever, or it's yoga or it's the gym, something that's for you. And, and I want to say to every woman, that calendar that you have is for you too. It's not just for everybody else. It's, it's like you, you practice consistency by putting yourself on the calendar, even if it's just one hour a week to start. Mm -hmm. Because what, what I, I had to learn the hard way, and this is what I want to tell you, your body is a, an extraordinary computer. And if you do not take care of it for a very long period of time, 
it will begin to break down. And that's what happened to me. My adrenals went crazy and I, I wasn't sleeping well and I was pushing and trying to make things happen. And my body said, okay, I'm going to sit you down until you pay attention to me. Right. And that's the thing. We can actually get quite ill when we, when it's, it's long, like, you know, it, because I don't think it's just the physical thing. And do you find this? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this all the time. Adrenals always going high cortisol, like rushing, burning the candle at both ends. I think I've always been this way. Um, but it, but it's also the mental, um, it's the mental th degradation that we do to ourselves as well, don't you think? Mental and emotional. Yeah. You know, because when you're that tired, when you're not functioning um, from a place of center and alignment, then you can't process well. You can't make great decisions well, you know, because you're because you're running on empty. And that's what I discovered. It's like it's like I was producing and I was successful. But the cost was that I wasn't always the nicest person to be around. And I, I wasn't always making decisions for the long view of my health and well-being yeah absolutely all right so let's get back to daily practice so what does that look like okay so for me uh, like this morning i have uh, a day that's non-stop so i got up this morning i have a meditation practice i mean a spiritual practice where i meditate and i read or and i journal but i got outside for 20 minutes because i knew i needed to move my body before I sat in a chair all day doing whatever else I'm going to do. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. What What's important is that you find out what lights you up. It could be reading. It could be listening to music. It could be, you know, I will dance around my house. I will put on music and dance around. It doesn't matter what it is, but that it's something for you. And you can start with as little as five minutes to just be about you. Yeah. No, I know. I actually have a list. Um, and I call them daily success rituals because what happens is that these are things that make me feel good uh, mm. and they put me in this higher vibration. And the longer we can stay in that higher vibration, which is the vibrational match to abundance, um, then the easier it is for us to be able to manifest what we want. So, uh, and my things include things like, you know, walking my dog Bella out on the marina. Mm. Um, you know, I love driving in my car with the roof down. Like, you know, I live in California where it never rains. So, <laughs> I get to get the roof down very often. Um, but, and it could be something just as little as a centering exercise, you know, depending on what time, how much time I've got um, and what I can, you know, what, what I can do or what I feel like doing. Because sometimes you'll go through the list and go, like, nah, I don't feel like that. Nah, I don't feel, but I feel like doing this, you know. So I think that's that's also a really good hint as well, you know. And I want to throw in about meditations because some people can't just sit. Some people can't just sit and go into meditation. So I created these moving meditations for people so that you could, so that you can move with music and affirmations in your head while you're, you're going through your daily work, practice, whatever. Mm. Okay. So we've got uh, daily practice, which is, you know, finding time every day to do some kind of self-care, whether it's a bubble bath or whatever it is that you want. Um, and so let's say that we've got someone watching the show that really has does have some health issues. Um, you know, what are some of the things that they can do or what they can look at to be able to move through those kind of situations as well? Well, first of all, I'd say mind movies is a great thing. I would say that, you know, listening to um, meditations, uh, guided meditations is great. Um, um, 
just allowing yourself to do stream of consciousness writing where you just write your feelings because a lot of times there's things in layers that when you just write like that you journal like that those things come out and you can address them in a different way mm, absolutely that's awesome um so so i think part of self-care is also learning how to put ourselves first and i know you mentioned this earlier in the in the um in the interview so how do we do that? Like, how do we put ourselves first, you know, when we are in a relationship or we are, you know, and we have a family? What does that look like? First thing I had to learn was that no was a complete sentence, that I could say no and and it'd be okay and I wouldn't, everybody wouldn't leave me and I'd be destroyed. Um, the second thing is to get clear about what I wanted. I mean, I, we're not trained as women to get to like, what is it that we want? It's like we're wanting to know what everybody else wants. So getting clear about what we want and then articulating that to people, uh, to our relationship, our spouse or, or, or our children or, or whoever, and, and, and then asking them what do they need. So it begins to be a, um, a dialogue of self-care. And so they're not surprised when you say, you know, I can't do that today because I'm doing this for me. Hmm. It opens that portal. Yeah, well, I think that's why my movies are so powerful because, you know, the my movie itself, yes, it's a fantastic tool, but the most powerful part of a my movie is the process of getting clear about what it is that you want. Because don't you find that a lot of women, especially if we're this time of our life, we've kind of lost a sense of ourselves. Like we've lost our identity a little bit and, we, you know, we kind of get lost in the roles that we play. Do you find that? 100%. Mm. You know, because um, you've got... You've got societal roles that are trying to define us. You've got familial roles that are trying to define us. And then you've got relationship roles that are trying to define us. And so that's why it's really important to get clear about who are you. You know, when I got divorced many, many years ago before I married Carl, I, I discovered I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. I, I, I had no concept of taking care of myself. And so I went on hiatus from dating and all this other stuff. It's like, who am I and what do I want? Yeah. Well, that was my story as well. When uh, Glenn and I uh, broke up after 18 years of marriage, um, I, I remember that first week I'd be walking every morning just to, I'd just walk outside in San Diego along the water just to get myself to feel good to face the day. And I was like, you know, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am without him. It's been Glenn and Nat for so many years. Um, and then, and then by the time I got, that was on Sunday, we broke up. And then on, by the time I got to Thursday, I'm like, wait a minute. I go, who do I want to be? Like, <laughs> I now have all this freedom to go, I don't have to answer to anyone. Um, I have a successful business. I have an amazing platform. I have choices. I'm like, all right, now, now's the time to get excited and think about who do you really want to be? Because, you know, even as strong as personality as I am, I still lost myself, you know, in that partnership. So um, so what are some of the things or advice you can give to women who are finding themselves at this crossroad? They, they don't have to be going through divorce. But, you know, there is some, this, this seems to be a transition time for a lot of women. You know, maybe they are, you know, separating or maybe the kids have gone off to college or maybe they're, you know, changing careers. How do they go through, or what would you recommend that they go through as that self-inquiry is to figure out, well, who do they want to be? Well, the first thing I would say is to find out what lights you up. What are you passionate about? You know, what, what makes you uh, excited to get out of bed in the morning? I would also invite you to look at 
what are the pain points? What are the places that don't support you so that you can start moving away from those and start moving into your passion? And, and the second thing is look at who's around you and look at what they're saying and doing. Is it uplifting or not? because you want to be in the vibration of people that get you, that see you, that want to support you and want to nurture you. Those two things alone will shift a lot of things because everything becomes about choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was, uh, I did the same thing. Like I went through all, all of my, cause you know, I remember, you know, towards the end, Glenn and I were having, you know, we were traveling separately or we were having time apart. And I remember really enjoying doing certain things that he didn't know. I'm like, I get to do that stuff all the time now. This is <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I was honestly, I was using that, that that marriage or that relationship as an excuse because I was afraid to step into my greatness and step into my light. Um, and so I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can't outshine my husband. So I need to, you know, and, you know, and it was just, that was just crap. It was, honestly, it was just a cop out. Um, so, you know, being able to, like I, like I said, you don't have to be going through a separation, but you could really spend this time now going through this transition in this second part of your life. And and the other thing too is like if you've been in a relationship for a long period of time, you know, uh, and this is what I realized with Glenn and I, our parameters of how we operated in our relationship were the same from when we were in our 20s. Right. It never evolved into, you know, because you do. You, as you get older, you change. You become a different person. Um, and so that was, you know, part of our demise that we never really talked about that, you know, which was something that I learned. So having those, I love it how you talk about having these conversations, opening up this dialogue um, because, you know, things change over time and, and having new rules where both people in the relationship or in the family are being served, I think is is a great way to do that. Now, I, I know that you've got a, an amazing community, Cynthia, and, and you've been working with a lot of women. Can you share a story of someone that you've worked with that, you know, you've seen this change when they've really started to go, okay, self-care is now what I'm really focusing on, um, you know, and how that's made a difference in their life? Yeah, I had a woman um, was in my one of my classes and she stood up and she talked about that she had a vision for creating a place where people could come and be nurtured. Right after that, her husband made his transition off the planet. Hmm. And she, so the work we did was, first of all, dealing with the grieving, but then it was like, how do I take care of myself so that I can take care of my daughter? And then I can put energy into this thing that wants to be birthed through me. So the incredible thing is, as she began to take care of herself, what came through her was the vision of a spa that she has now opened and is one of the most unique places I've ever been. And it's all been about, about teaching people to take care of themselves in little increments and nurturing themselves. And it's extraordinary because what she did was she used the pain that she was in and the willingness to love herself to create a space for others to do the same. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, um, if people want to connect with you and join the Women Awakening community, how can they do that? You go to CynthiaJames.net um, and there's a, uh, a link that says for women and there's, there's a lot of free videos uh, uh, called Women Awakening where I interview people like you who are amazing, who just remind us of who we are.
It's amazing. Cynthia, thank you so much, darling. It's, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. <laughs> Happy to be with you. <laughs> awesome. So, guys, I encourage you, please, let's share this video. Let's get the word out. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Now, you can either click the banner to the side or the link underneath this video to go directly through to Cynthia's website. So it's CynthiaJames.net. And after all that's over, if you click the link below that, uh, you can download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.